Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Call Your Bird Corner. Uh, it is your host, me, that guy, this dude, uh, Owen McIntyre, and with me, as always, on this show, at least, is Mr. Riley Jimison. Riley, say hello to the people. Hola a los gente. Please don't do that the whole show. Um, so <laughs> it's, please, God, I don't speak. That was Spanish. terrible, too. I'm pretty sure it was wrong. Yeah. I, somebody will, like, somebody will, gente. Somebody will weigh in on it, hopefully, to embarrass us further. Uh, lo siento, well, soy gringo. That was a small hint of what the hell we're talking about today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this wonderful deep dive into everything Collierbrid. Riley, what is the topic of today's show? Today, we are going south of the border and talking about our Mexican Black King Snakes. We have set, we've gone south of the border several times into like South America, so we're just not going too but, far. But no, this no. one's like almost no. next door. I mean, we talk, sort of. We did Kribo and we did False Water Cobra yeah. and we did. Yeah, we've gone south of the border. Anyway, but they're like MB- they're like our good neighbors. Okay, MBKs. <laughs> MBKs. Yes, they. I, I I didn't think that this would be too much of a an unheard of one. Stretch. So yeah, this one wasn't going to be a stretch. This one, plenty of information out there, and I think a lot of folks will like this because uh, they're very popular these days. They are. It's one of those things that um, I remember. I think I got a pair of MBKs for like 140 bucks. Yeah. Um, when I, I was remember in seeing them for fifty dollars a piece a couple yeah. of years ago. Uh, all dude, it's something about an all black king snake that you know. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when those things come back round, it's one of those like they are a badass looking snake when you get to the point of it. And and I do see why their popularity kind of does these spikes because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, people realize they don't have them anymore, and then yep. people start breeding them again, and the, the the demand skyrockets because it's a it's a very cool looking animal to have as a pet. It's a very cool animal to have as as breeding. It it needs pretty much anybody can kind of take care of them if you take care of other species. Yeah. So they're very yeah. cool with that. So all yes. right, so Let's species name Lampropeltis getula nigrita, and. I do love Lampropeltis. Lampropeltis. <laughs> that's a huge group in itself, right? Yeah, king it snakes. is. There's a lot of king snakes. We're, there's a lot of uh, species of king snakes, and then there's a lot of subspecies within them. Yeah. And then there's intergrades, and then there's localities. Yeah. I mean, they're all over North America. They're really cool. But very few of them are as popular well-known widespread as this species so i would say that these guys are like a st- i would say that when you think about popular lamper peltis it's cali king and mm-hmm. then it's like these guys are underneath because you can't get an all-black cali king right. so it's like right. these guys are because nobody has bred a melanistic california king snake that i'm aware of um you drop down into these guys because you want that all-black cal king right so the closest yeah. you can get there, I've seen folks working on hyper male pairs, but they still have white all over them. Yeah, and bam, yeah. it's just a percentage of their body is predominantly black. Yeah, these guys so. are black from the tip of the nose to the tip of the tail. Yes, I would say they're... that um, the other one, like I have Eastern black king snakes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're pretty close, but the, yeah. you kind of want the white because it kind of makes them stand out a little bit more. These right. guys, you, you want no white at all on right. a Mexican black king snake. Which is interesting because 
babies sometimes are born with slight white. amounts of yep. little white speckling on the chin or around the mm -hmm. face, and they typically lose that um, as they age. Some don't, so it's Some one of those don't. things that you have to, you have to watch because. I would say that that is something that somebody could potentially build a project on. The sure. problem is nobody wants anything but a jet black Mexican black king snake. So Correct. if you were to start that project of like collecting ones that keep some white scales and breeding them to see if you can keep, like, I don't know, speckled, mm -hmm. <laughs> like it surprised. would be cool. It'd be great. No don't one be surprised. Will some people, yeah, don't be surprised yeah. if that takes some time to convince people because you, yeah, there you already have, are king snakes with white and stuff out there. Right. You you'd have to get to the point where they're like speckled to high hell, which yes. can take several years for them yeah. people to start actually caring. But at, anyway, at which point you might as well just work with Florida's and Brooks Kings. Exactly. So just, so, just do your thing. All so right. If you want an all black snake but you're not an indigo baller with, you know, that type of wallet change, or you I just don't want that them, big of a snake. <laughs> I have heard them called the, the poor man's indigo. Yes. So. And I think that does that phrase itself plays a big, big role mm -hmm. in the recent resurgence because ball pythons for the last 20 years have really occupied a lot of the, the focus of the hobby and, enough people are in the hobby where people sort of start looking around after they've had their focus for a while, looking for unique things, different things, fun stuff to experiment mm -hmm. with. And inevitably you come across stuff that just catches your eye, like an inky jet black, all black snake. Like an yep. MBK. Yep. So there, there, there's no mistaking why these things are uh, popular uh, right now. They're just beautiful. All right. So Latin, what are we looking at? So fortunately, there really hasn't been a ton of like, it went from this to this to this to this. It, like, I don't have a not whole, a lot like, of movement. Yeah, yeah okay. it is pretty cut and dry. It's always kind of been acknowledged that this is a king snake and it's found in this region. There's not a lot of gray area outside of figuring out where you draw the lines on these king snakes. So mm -hmm. they were sort of given their um, their designation. Uh, by Zweifel and Norris in 1955. Um, and then there's been some like tightening of the Lampropeltis belt, okay. we'll say. Um, just revising whether or not some deserve full subspecies status or if some were maybe more a locality and haven't quite diverged that way uh, mm -hmm. enough. But there were... Um, uh, so some of what I found was that in uh, 1977, the sort of re recognized 18 subspecies of Lampropeltis were described and and then sort of revised. And some of them were gotten rid of, some of them were lumped together, some of them were just changed. And it ultimately ended up with only seven species or seven oh. subspecies being recognized. So that kind of happened at that one point. So you will... I imagine you will find some contestation about that now, given, okay. you know, some some disputed border territories and whatnot. But as it stands right now, uh, Mexican black king snakes uh, do warrant a full subspecies designation. OK, Very which is cool. hard for a subspecies. It's hard. You really have to have a lot of evidence and validation and differences to to prove your 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 suggestion and your proposal in such a subspecies way, because science just really difficult to convince scientists of subspeciation. It, and also there's disagreements and things like that about, you know, what they do, where they are, kind of all that fun stuff. So, yeah. um, yeah. Exactly. yeah. 
range extensions, overlapping territories, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. all sorts of disputes. But these guys are found in southern, kind of southeast Arizona, mm-hmm. um, basically the northern northern part of Mexico, northwestern Mexico. Um, and it's, as you would expect, very arid, uh, desert scrubland, rocky. Some areas are semi-desert, but mm-hmm. um, kind of what you would expect for for the desert southwest regions uh, in general. And that's, okay. that's, that's where they like it. Okay. So, I mean, the description, what are we looking at as far as like how they look? We already talked a lot about it. It's a jet black snake Correct. and babies can have some white on their chin and some white mm-hmm. that kind of disappears. Yep. But what are we looking at as far as length? Um, compared to some other species, so they're not a huge king snake. Some king snakes in, in mm-hmm. some of the eastern and Floridas can get good size five plus feet, but these guys, you're you're typically looking at adults maxing out at four feet, uh, and, okay. and maybe maybe two inches or so in diameter, maybe two and a half for a breeding female, but not a huge animal, not a big animal by any means. Three to four feet is is not unheard of. Uh, obviously, they're all black, other than the exception of some of those white speckled chin babies. Uh, a slender body. If you're if you're familiar with king snakes, they have a very sort of circular, tubular sort of build to their body. So they're not a big, fat, or boxy, or laterally compressed snake. Very, very slender, three to four feet, and just mm-hmm. inky jet black, jet black eyes. The big king snake head plates, but a slender head. Um, just you know, kind of the quintessential colubrid uh, shape and build, but no pattern, jet black, beautiful animal. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. All right, and and obviously, IUCN red list. I I doubt these guys have any problems. They're not even assessed on there, and right. so with IUCN, that doesn't necessarily mean they haven't gotten to it. It could just mean that. Mm-hmm. There, there's not a need for it for that species at the moment, or the efforts are going elsewhere where they're more needed for certain species and research. Right. So these guys, obviously, doing very, very well in the hobby. There's a huge boom in popularity. People are breeding them left, right, and center. So I guarantee you, there's very few people trying to take them from the wild. They're very readily available in the hobby. Um, okay. Easy to breed. You know, easy to care for sort of snake. So it doesn't surprise me that there wasn't much on the IUCN for them. All right. I, I, that doesn't surprise me either as far as like, uh, you know, potential North American into Mexico, some of that species that uh, of King snake, unless there's like massive, uh, habitat loss or something like that. I don't right. think there would be any kind of an issue. So and that's the thing with king snakes; they're just mm-hmm. rough and tumble type of snakes, with the exception of some of those high altitude, um, like zamatas. Kind of yeah, they they can hang. They can deal with yeah, a lot. I they mean, get thrown their way. I, I want to sit there and be like, you know, obviously these are dark bodied snakes. So, what are we looking for as range? Because it's got to be harsh. Yeah, yeah, pretty harsh. Uh, harsh territory they don't have a huge wide range because as soon as you start going um, north and east, you start getting into much colder mountainous territories. You start going further south. You start getting into a lot more humid Mm -hmm. and tropical regions. So they, they, they kind of exist in this little desert oasis between like nearly tropical Mexico and sort of arid and cold mountainous North, North America. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that black coloration obviously is conducive for them being able to heat up quickly as now, quick as possible yeah. what's interesting is normally we're talking about all black snakes in areas where it gets super cold now the one mm-hmm. thing people don't think about with the desert is that it gets really super cold really at night cold yeah. at night yes yeah. yes yes so, so that black color's got to be advantageous for certain times of the year also you don't want to be hanging out outside when there's very little ground cover or the things like that exactly. so you you want to get out of your burrow heat up and then get the fuck back before yep. something else sees you so yep. i and you're mean, gonna I stand out a jet black jet snake black in the snake? middle of the desert you're gonna stand out well i mean also we're talking about arizona and things like that where where it might be 110 degrees in the shade yeah. like it is one of those things where they and also that that lends to this slim bodied small snake because now mm-hmm. it can get the places to seek shelter from the heat that other yes. animals can't get to dive so, into rock crevices or other animals exactly and things yeah exactly so um definitely i think it would fit into that kind of area um mm-hmm. the weird thing is that it with it being a a, a desert hunting or desert living animal, you would assume it would hunt at night when everything is cooled off like every other desert animal. Right. But this looks like other king snakes, which is a diurnal hunter. Yeah, they are very much diurnal. You can definitely catch them sleeping at night. Um, you know, I wouldn't put it past them to maybe hunt past sundown, but mm-hmm. you're I don't think you're going to be like road cruising these things at two in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the thing's got to be losing heat like crazy. Yeah, I would imagine so. being a, a, a specialist on lizards, rodents, other things that are also active during the day too. Being awake at night is probably a waste of energy for them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, okay. I would. I would. I would think that they are built for brief yet quick outings from shelter for quick heating or quick feeding and then running back into into rock crevices or burrows you know i wonder if they find like uh quail burrows or rodent burrows eat everything up and then move on in until they're ready to to go elsewhere so yeah potentially i mean you i think you see that a lot with desert animals taking over different yeah. areas and we see that with other snakes and other climates like indigos just readily take oh go for tortoise yeah. burrow and like king right snakes in. are generalists we already know king snakes yep. will literally eat anything that fits in their mouths they they seem to uh have a, a well-deserved reputation for being more or less immune to their overlapping species of rattlesnakes and even yep. eating them um, yep. In fact, I have a friend who gave her king snake scrambled eggs just to see if it would eat them, and sure enough, it did. I'm so like, my king snake, yeah. my Cali kings, will eat tilapia. That's yeah. These things and, are survivalist to the core. Yep, they will eat anything. So they will eat pretty much anything. So I imagine these guys would. I mean, hell, if I'm cruise, if I'm a Mexican black king snake and I'm cruising through the cracks and rocks mm-hmm. and I come across a baby rattlesnake that's kind of all my size because it's a baby rattlesnake I, I take it on and Game on yep yeah that's that's food so all right yeah the other thing with king snakes is there have been studies done to see why they do that very enthusiastic full body coil I'm sure you're very familiar with it looks like a swirly ice cream cone <laughs> yeah. their entire body is wrapped around the snake well, yep. the, the crushing pressure that they put out from doing that is significantly greater than a lot of other colubrids and even some pythons. 
So yeah, if if that thing can fit in its mouth, it's gonna squeeze you and eat you, That's including nuts. a rattlesnake. Yeah, isn't yeah. that impressive? That's just yeah. wild. And I've that, seen I've seen these things take down some big rodents. And I'm like, hmm, I don't yeah, know. I mean, they handle I, it. That is really cool that they can kind of do all that stuff. And I mean, again, if if you work with like corn snakes, king snakes, things like that, having a pair of Mexican black king snakes is just something that you would have just to have that jet black, really cool cal king kind of look. Oh, yeah. But they're almost like a separate thing off onto its own. And I mean, like I have my Eastern black king snakes and you can get dark colored Cali kings or more melanistic ones. And then you can have these, like you can basically just have these guys off to the side. And and it's a really cool project just to have as kind of like a yeah. a, a cool thing to kind of keep off to. I mean, with the size of these guys, you're looking at a potential 41 court. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. want to run rack systems, a forty-one quarter seventy is perfect. If you like if you the glass to... front cages, the, yeah. the 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 standard exoterra cages that are available are perfect for them. Perfect for them. This is one of those yeah. very much a very popular pet snake. It's yeah, so... and it's it's maintaining its popularity. It's not even just a little fluke, like a, oh they look good, and so they experience a surge of popularity mm-hmm. for a year or two. It's like oh they look good, oh they're easy to keep, oh they're pretty tough. Oh, oh they lived huge. 15 to 20 years. Yeah, yeah, these so. things, yeah I mean, we, yeah. we keep coming back. Like, these things might be the perfect pet snake. And and I'm yeah. not saying it because we're just picking species that we're trying to sell you on and influence the market. But I don't have any. So. I, don't ha- I don't have them either. I work with them no. at work, and I enjoy them. But um, it's fascinating to see the the change in response to them in the hobby. You couldn't give them away years ago. And now, you know, people will pay $300 for them. It's the scarcity of it. And then again, it just, it comes back around all yep. of a sudden the, the, the popularity spikes yeah. and somebody yeah. starts asking, why don't I see these things anymore? And then everybody who has yep. a pair that they've never bred because it wasn't in there because they didn't want to sell snakes for $20 a piece. Dust off their kids. Yeah. It's crazy how fast it happens. And then, you know, they kind of plateaued and then they started coming back down and mm-hmm. then COVID hit. And now everybody wants animals for their house because they're bored at home or they've never kept reptiles. And so this is their mm-hmm. time. And all of a sudden people are rediscovering that they're awesome pet snakes. So they've kind of taken another jump back up. But uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think MBKs will ever go away like they no. almost did, but I, I definitely think what we will see is, Everybody who jumped late at the, I got to get MBKs to breed them. By the time theirs are adults, the, the fad kind of wore off a little bit. And then mm. you'll see people realize they jump too late, maybe decrease their numbers or sell them off. And then, and then all of a sudden people will be like, Hey, what happened to those MBKs a couple of right. years ago? Where'd they all go? And then you'll see that wave come back. You'll hit the market saturation where everybody who really wants them for that amount will, um, have bought them and then you'll see the people kind of start petering off. So then you'll see people prices go back down. People stop breeding them again. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. You know, it, it's just one of those things, but I hope we don't get to the point again where everything kind of just where they're, where they're very hard to find again. I, I like yes. the idea of them being readily available for those who want them. So, yeah. and as far as somebody who just wants something different from the bulk of the animals they keep Mm. you you could really do worse because these are one of those animals within reason that you could sort of theoretically consider your garbage disposal snake again within reason being a king snake they're going to eat but 
uh, you can get king snakes. You can fat. get them fat. Yes. <laughs> yes, you can. You can get them fat very easily if you aren't paying attention. Yep. Um, I, the good thing about king snakes is that if you are getting them fat, you can easily correct that correct. with long brumations. Yes. Yeah. They they do lose yep. weight nicely uh, when needed and over winter. So, um, yeah. There, there's nothing. So I don't want to like demean the king snakes here. There's mm. nothing that like really shock valued them into popularity again. It's okay. not like they're it's not like they're crazy like patterned or you know super rare or almost endangered or anything. They're just a beautiful snake that's a good cap. A good pet. That. Yeah, yeah. That, that was so, pretty much it. But the cool thing they do is they mm. will do that tail rattling. They will sort of flatten their head. They will back themselves into a corner and get into that circular defensive posture. And, you know, if you don't know what a rattlesnake behavior when it's, you know, threatened looks like, this is pretty darn close, although it's obviously a king snake and not a rattlesnake. Hey, listen, you know, if it's an all-black snake and you can't necessarily see it, if I'm tromping around with a headlamp and a big mexican black king snake starts smacking its tail against a bunch of dry leaves yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna second guess it until yeah. i see it like yeah, it, you're it, at least gonna stop and think double check yeah because yeah. that's the last thing anything that and that and that's the thing is you see that a lot with a lot of north american colubrids because mm -hmm. they know that there's somebody in the area that's a buzz tail and as long as they make you double check yourself and maybe even potentially leave the area because it might be a buzz tail, you know, yeah. then that's, that's it. An interesting point. That is a good point. Um, I don't think I have encountered any types of king snakes that don't at least know that behavior when they're startled or threatened mm -hmm. or as babies. And it hadn't crossed my mind until now, but all well, of these it, king the problem snakes is, exist around rattlesnakes. Right. Well, the problem is, is that it's the chicken and the egg. You yeah. know, what came, first, came first, the rattlesnakes or mm. the activity of shaking their tail. And then eventually rattlesnakes started to evolve a way to make that more audible. Well, I, I will say I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think somebody traced back some of the origins of a lot of species of snake to stem from a more basal venomous group. So venom mm. might have actually started first, but I could be wrong. Anyway, just a little side note. Talking about the other end of the snake, yeah, dude. I, like, I yeah. love thinking about how different species have similar behaviors and, and like you said, which right. came first. It, but it, it's really cool to see, and babies will do it for you all the time. Right, I mean, you all baby, the damn time. Buzz, and it's in that position, my, it's flattening its head, and it's bluff striking. My cow kings will do it when I put them away. You put mm. them away, and as they're sliding into the cage, they'll be whipping their tail all around. Don't and they'll forget get back I'm and, angry. Right. They'll get into it. Like, the problem is there's, there's no hissing. There's no open mouth bluff strike. There's no double S that king snakes can and will do to, to show off and, again, try to make themselves appear big, leave me mm -hmm. alone. Mm -hmm. um, but when you slide the king, my cow kings back in their cage, they'll slide in, again, normal, no problems. But as their tail hits the ground, they'll start smacking stuff, and then they'll be like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and then they'll go off into their corner. So it, it's yeah. one of those things, again, babies will do it immediately. Mm -hmm. I've seen it from hatchlings fresh out of the egg mm -hmm. that when I come and because like I said before in previous shows, I, I, I incubate all my colibris the same way. Um, a, a great over wet um, vermiculite and then uh, moss, damp moss all buried on top. Sometimes when I'm moving the moss around to check on the eggs to see who's hatched, you know, you come across a very pissed off baby cow king in there and he's open mouth and he's smacking his tail and all this other stuff. So they know it from the get go. Oh, yeah. 
they're they're hardwired for it which is oh yeah why they're so expansive and survivals across all these these regions are there any morphs or anything to mexican black king snake or is this just one of the things that Mm. nobody cares that's actually a good question well and then there's even a better question is are they all black because it's pretty much almost like having an island species because they live out in the desert Hmm, that's also a good question i don't have any answer for that one damn it riley certainly speculate but i did have a little gem a little nugget for your morph comment there yeah uh it's a little bit of uh spontaneous you could almost say it's a bit of history for the mbks uh and i don't have all the details or the specifics or names but a friend of mine locally here uh is big colubrid enthusiast uh which Mm -hmm. is a lot of kribos black milks corn snakes you name it and he's been breeding MBKs for a few years now. Well, a couple of years ago, he took it upon himself to diversify his bloodlines and buy a couple more from somebody elsewhere and just kind of keep things fresh and strong. Well, which is good. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Uh, those animals ended up producing a few years later. He paired them together and lo and behold, half of the clutch came out pink albinos. What? Oh, no. Yes. Now, <laughs> now, here's where the excitement happens. Exciting, spontaneous MBK, potential albino. Woohoo! That's great. Yeah. Where did those snakes come from? Let's trace that back. Long okay. story short, somebody mixed in albino <gasps> Cali generations and generations and generations oh, no. back. And because these MBKs have such a dominant, rich black phenotype, it probably only takes two generations where you can't, yeah, you don't see it. There's probably no scale count difference. There's probably no morphological differences in any way, shape, or form. And now you've got an animal that looks as pure as the driven snow because there's no way to tell. Several generations down the line, maybe that information gets forgot or intentionally omitted. Either way, my buddy had no idea. And for the well, first 48 hours, he thought he was on a gold mine. And, but all right. Now, with the albinos, would a pattern emerge? Because you can't. None did. None, None did. None did. That's how dilute whatever Cali King origins were in that animal. They came out patternless, pink, white. That's insane. That it's would beautiful. Be... It's beautiful. But it That's is. That's insane. There would be no gene that would show that. Like, yeah. I mean, that you would lose all pattern unless it was like, I mean, are there patternless Kellys? I have not seen a patternless Kelly. I've seen, I have very not either. I've seen very aberrant and, and I've seen, yeah. what is it, the bananas? This pretty much, it has the, mm-hmm. the spots behind the eyes right. and the face is normal, but it's very, very dim yeah. and low. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm just surprised that the max, I'm just surprised that the Mexican black is so dominant mm-hmm. in both pattern and color that you, you watch all signs yep. that it's a mix. Yeah. It's wow. amazing. It's amazing. I remember when he sent me the photos of that, he was dang near peeing himself. He had, he was, he didn't even know what to say. He wow. didn't know what was going on. And I what was a dick punch. Like, oh, you know, I, know. Oh my I was God. talking to him. I was like, dude, you don't realize like this could be a huge thing. Cause it was during the peak of the MBK, you know, resurgence. Yeah. This was like four years ago. I mean, who who wouldn't want an all-black snake next to an all-white snake in the same fucking cage? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's where he remains my friend. 
he did oh. not he did not pull the veil over anyone's eyes and say these are albino mbks he did not he try and pass it off as everybody pure. he he was as honest as he could be and i think everybody loved it i don't think anybody minded i think people still snatched him up left right yeah. and center and i think Just. it's still a project i think call your bird people have less issue with hybrids i think that's why you Man, see imperial I mean, kings and corns I was about and all to say the imperial king and and all that fun stuff and then yeah there's the running thing that uh corn snake eggs are supposed to be round so anytime right. a corn snake breeds and its eggs aren't round it's because there's you know yellow rat snake in there or something exactly like exactly so, oh and i found out that a, a creamsicle corn is exactly that yep. it's a it's yellow a rat, albino yeah. and yellow rat hybrid yeah i heard corn that yeah so that's that's crazy to me and you know, imagine if if he had never found out that information and just yeah. like, it seemed spontaneous. I mean, what you know, what would that have done to the MBK market? Well, I You'd mean, also spike everybody looking for the elusive new albino, right? But also, like, if he didn't like, if it just emerged and he just went went with it, to I mean, I I want to say, luckily, it was only a few generations back. I mean, mm -hmm. if this had happened years and years and years ago there might not be any of the information around it and it might mm -hmm. just still be that just mbk back for like three or four generations and then what yeah exactly it's just Jeez. a poop in thin air so wow it's uh it's pretty pretty terrifying. wild yeah. terrifying yeah <laughs> i think terrifying is a very appropriate word because if you really think about it imagine how much morph driven emphasis would have entered yeah. that sub niche and and yeah. think of how many animals would have been lost to the crossing and hybridization. Yeah. You wouldn't have pure MBKs. Wow. All scary. right. Scary. That's scary. That is that and that could like that's one of those things that's the poison pill where all of a sudden you're importing MBKs because somebody figured out that everything that's in the US herpticulture is tainted. Yep. Like, wow. All right. So Crazy. obviously standard of care is we're looking at basic king snake you know, 85 yep. to 88, yep. 70 degree night drop. And then humidity somewhere in the fifties or sixties. You don't even need to really monitor that. I wouldn't that even low. worry about it. I, I was care. surprised that it was even like written at that high. Online if your snake, on several pair sheets. if your snake's going blue, missed it. If it's having a bad shed, fix it. Like yeah. it's, if, yeah. if you have a bad shed on an MBK, you probably have you do? drier yeah. ambient uh, oh. air than I do. Dear God. Um, <laughs> It's not so, hard. which is this is I can tell I'm going into springtime now because my team wore shed and she would did it one full piece. And I'm like, well, hot damn. So, yeah, there you um, go. but that's just what you got to do with these guys. I yeah. mean, uh, a lot of Dump times you can help them. or something. Right. I mean, a lot of times you can help them out by giving them a water bowl big enough for them to get into, yeah, which yeah. because they're a king snake, it's not that hard. I mean, they'll cram themselves into a dog bowl that you can get at a dollar store. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Uh, king snakes are, are definitely something to be said for pretty tough bulletproof they were hybrids. they were my first snake other than a smooth scale green snake and the smooth wow. scale green snake i don't count because it died after a month and i had no idea what the fuck i was doing so cali kings cali King. there you go cali kings are a lot of people's first yep. so i would not be surprised if things like mbks are up there too were like Absolutely. when they were in that dip if people got them for because they were a good pet snake to start with. Oh yeah. So new people um, get into the hobby these days, probably their first. Yeah, snake. and it's it's a good project to start, and it's a good project I to agree. have success if you try to breed it, because yeah. then you get the eggs and the babies feed readily, and it's one of those things where 
you know, king snakes, I don't think you could ever go wrong with king snakes unless you start dipping into like, oh, I want gray bands. I'm like, all right, well, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, that's an asterisk. <laughs> yeah. Stick stick with the big things and you can't go wrong with them. So yeah. that's that's really cool. So, um, all right. So yeah. I guess if we don't have anything else, um, this has been another episode of Calibre Corner. We are a happy member of the Morelia Python Radio Network that was started by <laughs> myself and Eric Burke. <laughs> so <laughs> if he listens, he's going to yell at me for that one. Um, so <laughs> that was, I put in tests during these shows to see if he's actually listening. Um, so uh, if you can, you can go online, you can check out uh, MoreliaPythonRadio.net. Uh, to see all 10 and always increasing shows that are on the Morelia Python radio network. We have a monitor show. We have an Australian show for Australian reptile breeding. We have Colubra Corner, which is us. We have Student of the Serpent. We have Herp History. We have uh, Carpets and Coffee. We have a lot of different shows for a lot of different people. And no matter what your level of Herp the Culture is, we have something for you to listen and to enjoy. Because you know what? Cleaning tubs in silence sucks so at least we can try to make it a little bit more entertaining um so definitely go check that out we have the patreon page from really python radio network if you join the ten dollar tier which i think is the inland carpet tier you can go you'll be invited to the monthly live streams with the Morelia Python radio crew. That is myself Eric Burke Riley Jimison I've heard of that guy and Lucas Lucas doesn't have a last name. He hasn't earned it yet. So <laughs> Luke, he has to, you know, he's got to get it. So that or I yeah. forgot it. Either one. So, <laughs> but you can come check it out. Uh, you talk to all of us. Any topic you want to talk about, snake questions, we'll field your questions. Anything you want, it's kind of cool. $10 a month. Um, the one below that is the bias a cup of coffee. That is $5 a month. Anything you guys can do to help us out is greatly appreciated. Obviously, Eric and I don't make any money off of all these shows, but we want to put the knowledge out there for people who are just getting into Herp the Culture or people who are, are into Herp the Culture. And we want to make sure that the information here is preserved for anybody who wants to listen later on in life or when Eric and I are long dead. So I'll probably go before Eric in some sort of horrible motorcycle accident, <laughs> but we'll see. Anyway, uh, there's also the Teespring store. You can jump on there. You can buy all kinds of Morelia Python radio gear, EB Morelia gear, Rogue Reptiles gear, Carpet Fest gear. And we're going to be adding stuff from the other shows on there as well. Uh, definitely go jump on that. Also, if you are not a member of US Arc, please go do that. There's a lot of things coming out right now that I'm looking at. South Carolina. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, uh, New York is still a thing. It's a lot of stuff out there. So please go give your support to US Arc. Um, anything you can do, even if all you do is just give a dollar donation every time you ship an animal, that is something. Anything you can do to help US Arc will help preserve us. They keep the animals, to help us keep the animals that we love. Uh, so that's all I think we have for you guys this time. So thanks everybody for checking in. We'll catch everybody next time for some more Caliber Corner. Say goodbye, Riley. Goodbye, Riley. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right. You got the time stop on that now. guy? Cool. Yep. <laughs>